Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. What are we talking about today, James? Hey, we're finally going to talk about an Iron Maiden beer that should be easy for everybody to get as long as they can get it in their state. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still screwed. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Fuck Alabama's state laws. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> not the laws, but the distributors and what's not. Yeah. Ooh, what's not? Hey, I have a beer here. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> uh, so before we get to mine, are you drinking yourself again? I am. I am drinking uh, an, an Arrogant Bastard. <laughs> uh, arrogant Bastard. Such a beautiful beer. Yes, it is. Yeah, so as I've mentioned a few times with the other Iron Maiden beers, and of course the Trooper you can get any time still. Uh, that's always out. Yes. Um, some of the others might be hard to find, but you can still find them if you go to the right places and know the right people. And you know, it might be a little dusty, but that's okay. As long as it's not in the beer. That's Yeah, yeah. So this one is Trooper Red and Black, and it's yeah. a porter. Mm, they made a porter. Uh, I love porters. As far as something that's not outrageously alcoholic, I yeah. am a porter man. I'm a porter man. quite think that's how that song goes, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't give a shit how they sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, porters, or as Thomas Mortimer in 1810 said, porter may be divided into two classes, namely brown stout and porter properly so called. The London porter has deservedly obtained the reputation of being the best in the world. This wholesome, cooling, and at the same time, nutritive beverage. Say what? <laughs> uh, well, they used to think porters and stouts were had a bunch of nutrients in them and would actually... Oh. That's why they recommended uh, women who are pregnant to have milk stout uh because the porter itself and then you get the you know lactose in there and everything no 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 ha 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 oatmeal stout people oh. don't have an oatmeal stout because that extra bit of oats in there would would give them the energy and nutrients to keep the baby going healthy hmm. uh anyway porters brilliant brilliant british beers yeah and i like some yeah do you know where the term porter comes from uh, isn't that generally the job description of the people who tended to buy them originally? Yeah, yeah porters and okay. other working yeah. lads. Yeah. Uh, get the break and they'd have a nice porter to get ready for another afternoon of hard portering. Yeah. And what's not? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say portering, whatever that is. I've <laughs> uh, been around a long time. Martin Cornell is a British author who does a lot of stuff he's got several books out there and some are easy to find some are not uh, he, he has a nice little history on porter and between his and like a dozen other things i i could probably do an episode on just porters so I'll, I'll probably not talk much more about porters for now as long as you're okay with me going on to talk about this specific porter sure yeah i feel like i've said porter a lot yeah but i don't care okay so red and black and yes. it's, 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 of course, a porter stout, so it's very dark, uh, mm -hmm. but it does have a little rubyish tinge to it. And I, I just opened one. I've not had it yet. I've had a couple for a while and uh, just having my first one. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, it's really good. It's roasty. I mean, it's a porter. It's roasty, yeah. a little bit of carameliness in there. can taste a bit of uh, sort of anise, uh, the licorice. Yeah, the, the, the description, I, I read that from the description. I get it. Description says honey, too. 
I'm not getting it, but eh, you know, that's okay. Don't have to get it all. Yeah. But that's okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, keep drinking. I will. On the, on right. the back of the bottle, on the back label, they actually have a nice quote from, from Bruce Dickinson uh, from a tasting session in December before it was released. And he says, the color, it's not just black. It's red too. The red and the black or red and black, as I would say. <laughs> it's probably the world's worst Bruce impersonation. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's uh, 6.8%, but for such a strong porter, it's it's very smooth, very refreshing, very light. It's good. Cool. And evidently, they made it from an 1850s recipe that Robinson, the, the good people who brew all the trooper beers, yeah, uh, that, that they've had since the 1850s. So oh, nice. Good. If I'm making my myself thirsty. I'm gonna take another drink. Sounds like a good idea. Me too. Oh, that's. Amazing. Oh, now see. Okay, here you go. I'm I'm drinking I'm drinking an arrogant bastard, and this is. A black can with kind of white for the arrogant bastard stuff. But then it's got that reddish band around the bottom oh, yeah. where, where they put the you're not worthy thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're having some red and black too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's kind of it. But I mean, it's a good beer. You, you can still find it. I would recommend getting it if you like porters. If you don't, get it anyway and send them to us. Yeah, especially me because I can't get it right now. <laughs> Like I said, send them to us. <laughs> but if you have an odd number, send them the extra to Jody because, yeah. um, well, he's odd. Yeah. I'm not even going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the song since all the Trooper beers are named after songs or, or somethings from Maiden? Um, I, have to, I have to admit, I, this, is, this is from the Book of Souls album, which is the last studio album they did. came out in uh, 2015. And it was actually delayed. They they delayed it a little bit because uh, after they finished it, it was around the time that Roos discovered he had cancer. So he they postponed releasing the album until his cancer treatment was taken care of. Yeah, and as a little nodule, a little bit of cancer on his tongue, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Which which, which he thinks was from oral sex. <laughs> he talked about it being that he's a very giving person, and he uh -huh. thinks he got it from the HPV virus through. Uh, Kind of lingus. <laughs> I had not heard that, but I did, yeah, that would actually make sense. Yeah, as an um, interview you did with Eddie Trunk, so. <laughs> oh, well, no wonder I didn't hear it. Cause... So anyway, the song uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is from, the, from the Book of Souls album. And I, in all honesty, I've not listened to that album a great deal. Uh, not that I don't like it. I, I do like it. I, I think it's one of the better albums they've done probably. Well, I don't know where I'd rank it. I, but I, you know, I, I do like the album, I, I, I guess know. just because at this, yeah, just because at this point in my life, there's so much stuff I try to listen to and just sometimes it's just hard to fit it in, but, um, and it is long. So long. It, it is. Yeah. It's a double album. It's a, and, and when I say double album, I don't mean like, you know, live after death was a double live album because it was two vinyl records. I mean, this is a double CD and each CD is jam packed. Yeah. yeah it's their first, uh, double studio Yes, album in yeah. an hour and a half. It does does take some dedicated listening. How's that for hearkening it, back to an old episode? It, it does, yeah. But I do like the song. I mean, I like the album. I like the song. Um, I, I mean, actually, the album did really, really well. I mean, it peaked at number one in a, over a dozen places and hit twos and threes, like two in Ireland, one in the UK, even hit four in the US, which is yeah, that amazing. For, for, yeah, I was going to say for them, that's probably... 
highest charting or one of the highest charting albums they've had in the U.S. And, and that's doing that without airplay on radio, you know, which I think we've talked about. <laughs> Sadly, the U.S. billboard scene. I mean, a lot of the glam hair metal bands did quite well. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know where you put I plan on doing an episode on like Van Halen and where like a half a dozen bands fit in with hair because they were before that, right. you know, but you know, that'll, that'll be future. But yeah, yeah, Maiden and, and some of the more heavy, heavy metal things mm-hmm. before and after that little era. You know, again, I, I like the song. Um, I think it's a really good song. I'm not sure. I was just reading the lyrics, just reading them as we were starting the episode. <laughs> and uh, I'm not entirely sure that the, the lyrics are pretty full of metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not really entirely sure exactly what the, the song is supposed to be about. But um, I get the feeling you've probably researched that a little bit more than I have. Not, not really. I did. And there's not a lot out there as far as Maiden talking about it. I've seen a few things and I tend to agree with the people who say it's about gambling or at least vices and, and things that lead you down sort of a, a path into a little more rough area, but it's, yeah, well, I, well, uh, yeah, I was going to say the, um, the, the lyrics are definitely weighted towards uh, a deck of playing cards. Yeah. And, and gambling in general, but yeah. 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 Joker's wild and, and the red and black of course are, you know, colors of decks, uh, the, the four suits, two of each, and mm-hmm. quite a bit. And, and they talk talk about the uh, Artful Dodger. He counts a stash, and, and the Artful Dodger is a character from Dickens' Oliver Twist. He's a, a pickpocket, which goes mm-hmm. into that sort of uh, uh, underworld, seedy type of thing. Yeah. Which And, and by the way, I love Artful Dodger. Uh, Twist was the, the, or Dickens and Twist was the first one, I think, to usually coin the term because it's the name of a character. But Iron Maiden mm-hmm. used it. Terry Pratchett has used it. It's uh, quite the English term, I do believe, at least in <laughs> the, the music and literature that I read. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I was looking up the live album they put out because they, 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 they've, they've fallen into that pattern since Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith have come back into the band of studio album followed by a live album. Yeah, they went, and I actually do not have the Book of Souls live chapter album yet. I, I need to pick that one up. But I was thinking when I saw them on that tour that they played Red and the Black, and it's, it is on the track listing. Because, I, you know, as soon as the song started, I went, oh, red and black, you know. <laughs> you know what I like about Maiden? Uh, one, one of the thousands. Of yeah. yeah. Is, I mean, they release new studio albums that are good. They're not just yes. trying to, you know, but they're good. And, and they don't do them every couple of years. But, you know, every two, three, five, eight years. I think they're getting ready to go back in the studio, yeah. actually. So, yeah, I think before this one, it had been four or five years. And, and if mm-hmm. they come out with one here in the next year or two, it'll be four or five years. And. But yeah. that, that's fine because they're really good. And when they go on tour, they play their new stuff, typically. I yeah. mean, they have flashback tours and everything. But yeah, yeah. They, they're not one of the bands who go out and play only the songs that are 30, 40, 50 years old. And that's, you know, uh, we talked about, um, I think in the last episode we did on this, we talked about the Legacy of the Beast tour that they're on currently. And that's, like you said, one of those throwback tours where they're playing the older songs. But yeah, when they put out a new album, that tour will be... Uh, the live, uh, the the set list on that on that tour will be heavily weighted towards the new stuff, and that's you know that's what I was just looking here at the track listing. And that, it, it's uh, six out of fifteen songs were off of the n- new album. We're, we're off of the Book of Souls album. Wow, that's twenty um, percent. Did you see how fast yeah. they did that? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, if some of these songs had been a little smaller or shorter, they could have probably played a couple more new ones. But uh, you know, like the Red and the Black on 
the live version was like 13 minutes long. <laughs> and the Book of Souls was over 10. So yeah, it was, yeah, that's what I was just getting ready songs. to look that up. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, looks like uh, I, I'm looking 13. At it right it's now. 13 minutes. Yeah, it's over 13 minutes on the studio version yeah. too. So yeah, and 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 I like that. As like you were saying, I like that that they don't just keep playing the the, the old songs. Being a, a big Kiss fan, that is something that Kiss catches a lot of flack for from people. Kind of got into playing the same songs over and over and it's not it's not even that people complain about that they're the old songs it's that they're the same old songs <laughs> well i will add a caveat to my i'm glad they play new songs i'm mm -hmm. glad they do because maiden kicks ass with new music yeah yes some bands put out the occasional little vanity album on a and it's then they suck and, and it and sucks i don't want to listen to that crap and i've i would have to say the last three studio albums motley crew put out yeah not that good <laughs> that's awful generous <laughs> and that's and, and that's three studio albums going back over 20 years that would actually be a good episode because we've talked about that and we both love motley crew oh, yeah yeah i mean hell if i had to write a list of top influential albums when i was a young child or a teen you know i imagine oh, uh, yes. two, you know a shout probably would would be yeah shout at the devil at least and probably one or two others yeah it's okay uh, let's let's uh tangent Woo! yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on that's actually two drinks by the way tangent uh, and by uh, the way red and the black if you look up the lyrics and you start to read about the canadian mounted baby police force stuff that's blue oyster cult you've looked up the wrong band yeah Good That's song. true. <laughs> well, see, what I, I went to Metal Archives and looked up Iron Maiden and then pulled up the album and opened the lyrics on that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, Blue Oyster Cult does have a song called The Red and the Black. Of course, it's, yeah, from 73. So. Yeah, it's a yeah. cool song, too. I, I, I like that one, too. It's, That's uh, right, Horn Swoop Me Bungo Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those early Blue Oyster Cult songs are just messed up. Ooh, ooh. Do you know who wrote some of their lyrics? Well, I wish it was me because I'd like to do an episode on BOC too because they just kick ass and they're weird shit. But I'm going to uh, guess. I'm going to guess the way you're set because I don't know. But I'm going to say because of the way you're like, ooh, ooh. I'm going to say Shel Silverstein. No. No. <laughs> that was <laughs> Dr. Hook. <laughs> I know. I knew that one. I mean, that one I knew. So that's why I thought maybe I was guessing at this one from the way you got all excited. Yeah, no. Um, uh, Michael Moorcock from the Elric stuff the guy oh, that wrote me. the elric saga yeah yeah um yeah he did some of their lyrics and and um yeah, the song black blade clearly is about the elric stories <laughs> oh and and kind of a connection um i've always kind of thought ghost reminded me of blue oyster cult the last time i saw maiden which was on the book of souls tour ghost was opening for him so i've never seen blue oyster cult but the band that reminds me somewhat of blue oyster cult sound wise not visually or stage show <laughs> okay that, that that makes that makes more sense now <laughs> yeah no so, 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 they, they, i thought for some reason their little upside down ink cross crooked staff <laughs> well thing that, that I, I i wasn't drawing that connection but yeah i see it now but yeah um no it, no sound wise they, they've always kind of reminded me of blue oyster cult so speaking of blue oyster cult yeah godzilla godzilla godzilla, godzilla! <laughs> that's, that scared my cat. <laughs> <laughs> As Godzilla should. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yes. 
Oh, and I, I, I'm going to apologize for the really horrible and stereotype Japanese accent I did there. Well, me too. It's it's a bit from a radio show we grew up with, and yeah, but but it is taken directly kind of from the movies where they were Japanese. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We so that is very true. That is. So should we keep this a short episode? Or at one point we talked about Iron Maiden video game app for the phone. Yeah, Legacy of the Beast. Yeah, Legacy of the Beast. And then we talked a little bit about it, but I know it also came out like sort of to coincide with Book of Souls as mm -hmm. a as a way to launch it. Is there anything you want to mention about the game? I, I mean, we, we did talk about it, but I honestly don't remember how much we left in. <laughs> um, I, that's what I was actually, I was just pulling the game up. I don't think there's actually anything in the game to correspond specifically with Red and the Black, unfortunately. I mean, I, I could be wrong. There may just be something that I haven't, there may be a character I haven't unlocked that's got something to do with it. But. I haven't seen it either. But again, I, I have not delved as deeply as you. True. I've not delved like a dwarf. <laughs> so you're not mining for stuff? I'm not mining for stuff. <laughs> Tolkien, I, uh, I'll find this for a Tolkien-themed episode when it comes up, but I just read recently that he was going to use a different term for dwarf that was more like delving but i can't remember what it is so but here we go haha foreshadowing for when i don't want to waste 10 minutes of our time <laughs> <laughs> oh wait foreshadowing that's a drink <laughs> it is a drink i just took mine <laughs> so uh oh, that was weird i would expect uh, nothing less but why <laughs> uh, well i was as i pulled the can away from my mouth apparently i tipped it a little too fast and i just had a drop of beer hit me in the nose i mean literally in the nose just right inside the nostril <laughs> well that'll enhance the old <laughs> factory experience yeah. i guess that reminds me the uh, red and blacks that i have found that i have yeah. are the larger imperial pints so if you're going to pour it into Ooh. a pint glass you'll either you'll, you'll have to have a english style pub glass that does the 20 ounces instead of the yeah. 16 that americans use i i have one or two of those actually I'd so, say uh -huh. Americans are really bad about not understanding that other countries have different things, but I'm fairly certain other countries also are bad about knowing other countries have things. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, that's all I got. Me too. On that note, <laughs> we yes. hope you've enjoyed this episode. You should go listen yeah. to Book of Souls while having a red and black. Yeah. Now, this, this may be a while before the next one comes out, which is Sun and Steel. Uh, which I think is going to be a, a logger, maybe a Japanese-style logger. Um, but it, but it's not interesting. Out yeah. So on that one, we'll actually do it right away. So you can definitely have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we'll be caught up by then. Yay! <laughs> and I know I know a good bit about that song, so because I have listened to that song for thirty some years. <laughs> <laughs> so besides all that foreshadowing dun 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 oh damn it <laughs> I just, not, not that i have to take a drink i just put it down <laughs> oh you sorry duchess <laughs> there's another <laughs> prick <laughs> okay well, enough blathering <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this episode yeah go listen to maiden or drink a beer or both yeah and we'll talk to you later yeah i'm james i'm jody bye bye the Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Okay.
Hey, you hoser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I neither do I. <laughs> I don't blame me either. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about your grandma's vagina being dusty too, and I wasn't sure if I should. Grandma's dead, man. <laughs> Told you it's dusty. <laughs> no, that was a good point. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. And if it's Samuel Smith, it gives you a lot of gas too. <laughs> you remember that weird kid in school? <laughs> that was Jody. <laughs> that was that was me. Sometimes I think he stirs the shit pot, so I kind of ignore him. We occasionally do that too, right, Leslie? Right, Leslie? Sure, Facebook fucker. <laughs> so anyway, hot dog. Sorry, I'm sorry. I had a Three Stooges flashback when you said hot dog. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I always say because of the one country song I like. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not, yeah. That's that's unfortunately that's not what pops into my head when I hear that. No. Yeah, yeah. Malice in the palace. <laughs> Hot dog. When it comes to cooking, I'm the cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you put that in the outtakes.